The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today. I am not Dan Vesper. Was that a Dan Vesper impression? Is that what that was? Was it? Did I sound like Dan Vespers? I don't know. I felt like I didn't have the the sultry tones of Dan Vespers in my voice. I guess I used to sound more like that. That I felt like you were going higher. That you were doing like I'm Dan. I'm a nerd kind of thing, which would be fair. Oh no 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 no! Hi everybody, I'm Dan <laughs> yeah, Vespers, <exactly. laughs> and 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 I would like to welcome you to our show today. Yeah, man, Does that I can't. work for you, Dan. <laughs> that works perfectly. Uh, anybody know who's talking right now? You guys recognize that voice out there in listener land? You should. Who are you? What? Wait, I know. I do. What, it's me. I, who? Who's me? It's me. It's Brew. Brew? Is it really long, you? Long, long lost Brew. Long lost Brew. If you're Brew. Arf, arf. Yeah, the big dog is back in town. I thought it might arf, be funny arf. for you to do the opener here and confuse some people. <laughs> I wonder how many folks turned off the podcast. They I just wanted to stop their... by and say hi, everybody. Okay, see you guys later. <laughs> with Peace out. <laughs> one day I actually want to do that. Can we do that one day where you just pop in, say hello, and then you're gone? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, there's old cause and brew shows that, that <laughs> probably should be deleted. Uh, where we just try to like impress ourselves with how stupid we can be. And I, I really want that to be my future in life. Impressing like, oneself like, with how stupid we can be. Yeah, you know, the company is just sort of like booming. It's like the Amazon of, of fantasy sports or whatever. And uh, then I just come in and do stupid stuff. Like, and you guys are like, what is he doing? Like, why is he even here? He's not adding any more value. Like, <laughs> that was like, the dumbest idea I've ever heard. No, but it'd be yeah, hilarious like, if you just dropped it's in like and said hi. like the Dewey Cox 240-person band idea. You definitely recently watched that movie, huh? No, I have that movie seared into my brain because it's a classic. <laughs> I do love that's John C. Riley, right? That is, yeah. yeah. He's great. He's he's outstanding. That dude's got range, man. He really does. And it's all great. He does. Uh good day, everyone. Can I pitch BBC America before we go? Yeah, well, it's let me, just a great channel. Let me and just, it's got all of this different stuff. And I'm sorry, Dan. We'll keep, we'll stay on track, but it's got all this different stuff to watch. <laughs> and I'm like gonna classic. guess he's on it at some point in time. <laughs> This is I can't shut up about it. I've been watching Star Trek all freaking the last three days. There, That's I a feel, beautiful show. I feel like we need to provide some context. First of all, hello, everyone. This is Fantasy NBA Today. You're listening to the right podcast. Dan Vespers, Aaron Bruski, the founder of HoopBall, who now works, who does all of his hard work. By the way, I have a segue in mind here, and you probably know what I'm about to do. Who does his toiling until the wee hours of the morning on the Bruski 150 with BBC America muted in the background. Have you... You've completely lost your mind at this point. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Too. All right. I want to I like, talk about the B-150 I mean, in a second, but go ahead. Tell me about how your mind is lost. I also want to yeah, ask you no, about a big I mean, trade. Like, I mean, we talk like all day long and it, you know, it's, uh, it's just chaos, right? It's like, and it's been this way for, I don't know how it's been this way forever, but like the, just the, the whole totality of this year. Um, you know, everybody knows we both have kids and we're, we're basically kind of like full-time babysitters. And so you add, that's just on top of what would normally be like an 80 hour week. So we've been doing this for a while and it's not just us, it's everybody over here. I mean, everybody's putting in hours. So we, uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, 
sleep is not a thing. Um, that's not that new, but, um, I think the fact that we are able to keep up with all of this and, and have so many moving parts. I mean, our roster is like gotta be a hundred now or something. And everybody works in their own area that they're proficient in. And it is like a 240 person Dewey Cox orchestration. (laughs) It really is. Okay. I see what you did. We just hope it, we just hope it turns out better than his did. Will it though? There's the real, there's the question that binds us. Uh, I want to use my time with you wisely here. So first of all, you guys all know Brew. You can follow him on Twitter at Aaron Brewski, Aaron, B-R-U-S-K-I. Uh, Aaron founded HoopBall. Uh, I mean, I, there, there are folks that are listening now to the show that, that are new. So I want to make sure that everybody sort of knows the, the, the brief history of, of what's gone on here. And what folks might not know, and we'll talk about the Brewski, Brewski 150 in about three or four minutes, is that that is your kind of... your this creation you built this monster back during your time at roto world now it's here with us at hoopball and uh and we'll we'll explain a bit more on the 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 mystique the methodology behind that um but first we had a giant trade that happened on wednesday evening and it feels somewhat topical for basically my first guest of this season to weigh in on it a little bit what did you make of that i i suggested this trade a month and a half ago as a joke and now it happened it just I don't know. I don't it know. It's one of the when weird you things. Did that I actually, I put it on my, I put it literally at the top of my brain as like this is going to happen, and uh, it was I the avoided... only thing that could happen though. It's the only thing. Yeah, and and it, you got two organizations that are crazy enough to actually do that. So, um, you know how that all works out and how that all looks is, uh, it's weird. It, 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 are we going to talk about the trade itself? The trade itself sure. is. It's like almost irrelevant in a weird way. <laughs> it is a little bit. It, it, it changed win totals for the two teams. There, but there's yeah. definitely factors and there's things that have happened as a result of it. Maybe even big ones. But like, I mean, talk about a pl- two places that those two players could land. And it's like you're dropping a massive whale into like a small pond. Right. And the, the, the eruption of that is going to just be huge. But with these two teams, it's not. And it's uh, it's got a lot of cool off-court sort of next step stuff that that I think is connected to it. Like, I saw you poo-poo, like, James Harden getting out of town. Um, you know, it was kind of like the next next shoe to drop with this. I'm not 100% convinced that that doesn't happen. Um, I, but it was funny. These teams were, like, the last ones that I did for B150 analysis because I was so gonna, I was going to be so pissed that they changed everything up right when I got done doing it. Um, and here we are. So uh, I, I, I just, I, I kind of, I, I just think it's probably good for both players. And I, and I don't see a ton of real movement that you would associate with these two guys. Yeah, I so movement in terms of values right. on their new, the, the new teams. I would assume that just on on a, a superficial level, it's probably good for Russ to not be next to Harden, right? Yeah. And he goes to Scotty Brooks, which is just a hilarious 10th level subplot of all of this. Yeah. Who gave him carte blanche and really ruined that Thunder team. Like that, that's just, you know, way back in the day. Um, so he's going to get a lot of run, but he's Russell Westbrook, man. Yeah. Like he is the same. He's the same. Like, almost anywhere you put him. I've had, I've had that Russell Westbrook, uh, whatever you want to call it, like a, it's a theory or maybe it's a corollary to a theory 
where any team he's on is going to end up between this very narrow sandwich of results. It's the Westbrook effect. There's a very high floor and a very low ceiling for whatever team he's on. They just slip through this this sort of short hallway, and now that's the Wizards. But I want to ask actually more about the Rockets side, and it may and it does pertain, I think, a bit to James Harden. Where on on Twitter, you're, what you're referring to is I, I put a tweet out that I was like, I don't think James Harden's leaving, and then I put a bunch of uh, ellipses and wrote, but I've been wrong before. Uh, the way I'm trying to think this through in my head, to those of us on the outside, which is all of us in analysis land, none of this really makes sense. Like a, a boogie coming off of, what, like a dozen serious injuries now, John Wall coming off a serious injury. Th- this team, and they did sign Christian Wood, good for them. They had to move Rob Covington, whatever. Houston's had a bunch of moves going on. Uh, there's There's so much uncertainty there that for us, again, on the outside, we're looking at it like this is... This is like red flag wild card city. But on the inside, I wonder, is just is has Houston sort of created this artificial change of scenery to try to placate Harden? What is that? What do you think that feels like for the actual basketball players in it? Because sometimes you can create a new environment without changing the city you're in. Yeah, no, I think um I think because of the ownership there, it is such a wild card in terms of what is going to happen like the I mean, it, there's a handful of places like this that around the league where you just go the owner is going to drive this thing in a weird direction because if it was a normal organization they would probably really get down to the bottom of it with with james and say are you, are you here or not because if so you know we'll probably try to help you out and try to help ourselves at the same time so that that would make the market sort of kind of you know, it's a known quantity, and, and the market would react and respond accordingly. Right now, uh, Fertitta, the owner of, of the Rockets, is doing terribly financially and is really sort of like flailing about with all of his actions, and everybody's <laughs> running from Houston, like everybody, <laughs> as fast as they can. And James Harden does not want to be a part of that. I mean, that like there are several other reasons that NBA players don't want to be a part of that organization right now. But in terms of just pure basketball talk, they don't he's not trying to finish his last prime years in that city. So uh, like the fact that he hasn't talked with anybody the last couple of days since the trade, they're all giving him his space. I, I just think that that's, you know, kind of a tell um, where he lands. You know, I'm going to be interested to see if he lands in Brooklyn, the the, the reporter, uh, Anthony Puccio, who put out that report that said that there was, you know, basically kind of a framework of, of a deal. And I didn't read into it too much because nobody else had reported on it. Um, and I've been in that that guy's spot. You know, I was reporting the opposite of what Woj and like David Aldridge and uh, other guys were reporting in the Sacramento relocation story. And I, I just had really good sources and it was like, really intense like those guys say something else you got something else but nobody followed up on that report so i just thought it was interesting um interesting enough to look at but not look into too deeply he the reporter went out and said hey look it all fell apart my sources didn't have it right and so that kind of quieted any sort of uh, smoke that's at least visible to the public over there in brooklyn um but if that kid gets it right and uh you know he had it he's gonna feel so bad that he backed off mm-hmm, and, yeah. you know, that his sources sort of like chickened out on him 
And again, it always comes back to the strength of your sources. So I was always glad to have great sources when I was in the reporting game. Um, but where would a James Harden go? Uh, I, I think a, a reunion with KD and in Brooklyn and what can you get back uh, you know, from them, that whole discussion, it seems to be at least a, a natural one. You know, they're, they're trying to win now with a couple really just risky guys that, you know, have injury question marks. So if you're going to try to bring together a nucleus on the fly under a new first time head coach in an organization that's kind of slippery with all the stuff going on with ownership and, uh, you know, management has been OK, but they get rid of Kenny Atkinson under sort of weird circumstances, maybe predicting in a sense that this group wanted to come together, form a team, and maybe they had their coach in mind. You think Houston um, takes th- so those, it's just, that it's a deal? Wild story. If I'm the Rockets, I'm I'm hoping to get him to Philly. That's my goal. Because then you get a guy back that you feel like you can build around a little bit more. I don't know that you can build around well, the guys that, coming that's, back from Brooklyn. That's, that's a great that's a great angle, and it's one of the reasons. So we're looking at win totals over here. I was looking at Philly, and I was you know I'm not going to give anything away here um, because it's it's actually it's really close in my opinion, uh, play. But because Ben Simmons, he also blew his media availability today. Never a great sign. That could be he's pissed off because he heard something through the grapevine and you know doesn't want to talk to anybody at this point in time. But he and Joel Embiid cannot be together. Like, they're just not good enough to do anything. Like, you could, that's a lock. Those two as your one and two never win anything done so if you know that and i'm pretty sure daryl morey does know that you gotta move them so yeah houston if you want to try to get a ben simmons um and Embiid's the intriguing one because simmons i don't think has a future as a high-end player in this league like you just can't have that jump shot it's not and, great and be an on the ball guy once you start subtracting everything he does well, you know, because he can't be that guy, then he's no longer that guy. I know that was, you know, hella meta. No, it's funny, though, but at the same time, I, like what we were just mentioning, he's probably Houston's favorite acquisition in this. Like, if you were picking between Ben Simmons and, I don't know, like Karis LeVert, wouldn't you be going Ben Simmons there? Yeah, no, I take uh, I take Karis there. And, and, and the reason really? is he's got a great basketball IQ. Yeah, I do. I, I, he's got a great basketball IQ. He's got a he's a great great kid. Like everybody raves about him, and uh, he's he's got uncoverability. You know, he's he's got that next gear that you need to have in order to move the needle in the NBA. Uh, injury concerns, of course, but you know what? Ben Simmons is missing games all over the place. He's got bad back. You know, he's a young guy, uh, but he he's not a leader, and you know, Karis Levert could be a quiet leader. For your team, hmm. um, but but really, they probably are looking at getting rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. He's the most duplicative of the bunch. Uh, he doesn't have injury question marks surrounding him. He's going to be the first one that the that the Nets offer up, and then whether or not they, if it's Harden, there's going to be a big old package. You know, yeah, they're going to mortgage the future just like they did a couple years back with uh, KG. Um, this one will probably be a lot better for them than that one, um, but the. Uh, <laughs> It's it the, that that whole situation's, uh, um, well, I guess it could impact at the t- you know you know if he did James Harden did land in Brooklyn next to those two guys I, I maybe his run as the number one pick in fantasy is, you know at least it's debatable. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Time. 
Um, all right, we're burying the lead. Let's talk B-150. It was placed into the Fantasy Pass yesterday on Thursday, which means it's available now to a, a much larger swath of the Hoopball audience. Fantasy Pass, by the way, everybody, $4.99. That is an absurdly low mark. $4.99 a month for the Fantasy Pass gets you the Brewski 150. Um, tell the folks, I mean, some that do, some that don't know, the a brief history of the B-150, what goes into it, and then, this is the last part of it, on a scale from 1 to 10, how aggressive did you get this year in this super weird year? So background on B-150 <laughs> and level of aggression. Because last year was like a 9.8, and I don't know that you could go higher. The year before that was like what, like an 8.5? I feel like you're getting, uh, z- you're getting zanier as the years go by. Yeah, I, you know what it is? I, I, it's getting easier. Like, I, I think I said last year it was like, kind of like Neo, which is hilarious to talk about that like that. <laughs> but it didn't feel that way. I'm like looking at it all I'm like, oh, this is easy. Um, you know, and, and obviously it's never that easy. Like, you don't hit everything. And, um, but when I started this, I was, you know, sort of like the featured writer over at Roto World. It was actually just like two of us at the time. Hmm. Uh, it was me and Steve pretty much running the joint. And uh, I actually got my inspiration from Evan Silva. He was doing a, a top 150 list. And I thought to myself, we got we to gotta get one of these going. So I started it. And it was funny because I had just sort of started getting into higher stakes leagues. There not many around. It, it was just sort of a new idea. And so then people came out of the woodwork talking trash like, you're not the man. And I'm like screw you, I'll, I'll win this, you know, with my eyes closed, kind of, that was my approach to this whole thing. Um, but then, you know, when you get money on the line like that, you get, you know, higher end competition. I just took the same approach that I took um, when I won football championships. I had actually won a national uh, championship for 30 grand back when that was a lot of money uh, in football. And it was just like a research project. That still you know, is, I, by I the just, way. I went still, after it that way. It still is a relatively large amount of money. <laughs> it is, but, you know, it, it's like in the DFS world that somebody wins that every day. So Yeah, um, true, true. But it's it's definitely the the crowd that, that, that we play with in, in high stakes or even just in the industry, everything's advanced so much. Um, staying ahead of the curve has been, as technology's gotten better, as fantasy basketball has gotten more um, you know, broadly played and, and, and this certain tools, it's like, you know, nobody knew about basketball monster for the longest time. And so now everybody kind of knows about them. Um, and now there's, there's even tools everywhere, uh, for that stuff. And so, uh, I, I started researching and, and putting together lists where like my picks would be like 50, 60, 80, a hundred picks different than like the industry consensus. And I just thought to myself, I was like, I don't really feel like following the consensus. And I'm cool with missing on a couple big plays. And, and I would have a couple, you know, like a, a high profile miss here or there. But we just were like grabbing guys at 140 in drafts that were finishing top 50, you know, all the time. And uh, so that that grew to what it is now, which is just this crazy, you know, there's there's like a math and a analytical component to it that is really, you know, as we look at the pandemic year, you know, we've had this crazy time, um, you know, being able to, to react and respond to the events as everything's happening, free agency, the draft right in the middle of all of our preseason planning. Yes, it's been crazy. Uh, it's been nuts. 
it's been nuts. And I, I look at some of the tools that I've built on my end to, to do what I do. And I'm just like, Oh man, I'm glad I had that. Oh man, I'm glad I had that. And, and this year with, with the site, like there are certain things like international rookies. I could just cross it off my list knowing that Dio, Dio Nico Foros, sorry, Dio, uh, <laughs> His stuff is so good, I, I can bank on it, right? Like, I don't have to go hunting down the rabbit hole to try to figure out all these guys that are coming from overseas. And the operation, like, for example, Panda writing all of our team previews, when I spun through those, it was like having, you know, just this incredible resource there to make the collective education piece of this so much smoother and so much faster. So well, I felt been, like I was uh, leveraging like 15 different people. I've been hyping the, um, uh, the depth charts. Know, to, Those were, I thought pretty darn helpful. Uh, well, Solomon, he helped me with depth charts and that alone, like, so we're going through free agency and you got to keep up with all the moves. And how do you do that in a way that turns into like productive research or productive output and knowing that his stuff was as good as anything you would see out, uh, see out there, I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, you know, when I cross-referenced, I get, I get good information back and we're off to the races. But um, it's, it's become a mathematical, analytical thing, but it's also become a, a really strategic, um, you know, every year learning different elements of how the game morphs, how it hasn't morphed, you know, everything in between. And just being able to kind of sit back and draw on you know, about a decade's worth of experience and say, oh, I know how that's going to play out. That allows me to do something else with my time. So it's been, it's, I said it in my open for the B1, it's been like a, a timed test, you know, an open book timed test. And in the ADPs that are coming out, I'm just like, whoa. Like I, I have like 25 players that could be HB6, you know, material when we look at the end of the, the draft season, we sort of look back and say, who are the guys that we all got, you know, and, and who did we hang our hat on? Uh, I got 25 candidates. Good, great. They're, they're not so, getting drafted within 50 to 75 picks of where they're finishing. That was actually you know? going to be and my like, my follow-up so, question. And it, before we even get to the, the level of aggression thing, it was going to be, so, you know, you're looking at these numbers now. You've got the list together. I was going to ask... How many really interesting guys did you find? And it sounds like the answer is around 25. That's that's uh, that's a lot. Although it's good, too, because people are going to have this list. I know you've talked at times on this show about competing against people that have your own list. That makes it a little bit easier, at least, for you to get guys you're looking at because there are so many that you're confident about. Yeah, that's been, I think, the... the toughest thing is to continue winning at high stakes leagues when everybody has my list like that's crazy <laughs> so that's, that's possible it's crazy like i i, I will be inside of the, the, the first i'm like oh those two guys and i know a lot of them kind of just know them know them now and i'm like oh man that's three picks in front of me three picks behind me like how am i dodging all of this and my only hope is that they're fading me to some degree that that I can, <laughs> you know, get the players that I want. Um, and, and I do. I do. That's the, the good news. And, and then you've you got the whole, like, how do you manage your team through, throughout the, the season? Um, a lot of times I got to take a guy around or too early mm. than even what an expert ADP, you know, would be considered. 
uh, just to make sure that that I get them. And uh, so it's hard. And and in, in in the auction formats, they just bid me up, like they they know, and they also know that if they get the guy, that they have a pretty good player. So what I've been doing, hello, if you're listening out there, is like in these drafts, sometimes I'll just pick a guy. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, if, if I get this player, it's just one player, right? And I'm just gonna hit the gas pedal and I'm gonna bid and I'm gonna bid and I'm gonna bid. And there'll probably be somebody that's good from the Brewski Infinity, but I'm ready to lose them because I want to make them pay. I want them to see that at the end of the at the end of the clock, when they try to bid me up, that I'm gonna pull it off the table. And uh, try to keep some. It's you know, it's like it's like pitching, and you, they know your pitches. Like you know, so um, you're playing against fun. the Houston Astros. You're in a whole league of Houston Astros, is what you're telling me. How did me. they get away with that, dude? I, like, don't even get they me cheated, on and and nobody cared. Nobody. Well, the the baseball, the players cared. They, the uh, the the folks that run it, maybe not so much. Okay, scale of one to ten, how aggressive were you this year? This is you reflecting on your own B one fifty. You know, it's a, it's a nine. I'm trying to think if it's the most aggressive. And and the thing I think um, it could very well be. But here's the thing: it it like it almost doesn't even. It doesn't compare to any other draft I've ever seen. Yeah, that's like, that's fair. By the way, that's fair that you say that because things are so, uh, so kooky this year that you might have a play where you're like, I guess this is considered aggressive, but at the same time, I don't feel like there's much risk here. Is that fair? Um, I I just think it's weird in the sense that there are so many targets. Like, you're really going to have twenty different ways to skin this thing. Like you, you just gotta really watch what the the draft gives you and what what whatever whatever format you're in. And um, you know, in terms of aggression, I think you're gonna see. You know, when you check out the B150, you're gonna see a lot. It's gonna look. It will. I'll put it to you this way: it will look like a 12 or a 13 in terms of aggression because you, you see guys that like are it. just. You're like, what? Why are they there? That's like hmm. crazy. And all right. Um, Okay, but, so it, but but it, but it's but it's still fascinating to me because the market has we can see the market completely move, like the, we we have barely gotten into draft seasons. ADPs are starting to get a little bit normal. Um, yeah, know, but they're still the bouncing. ADPs You're right. The B one fifty on 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 Wednesday night, I you know I was just kind of laughing. Some of them like Christian Wood was like a hundred or something. Yeah, that ain't you know sticking. over at ESPN. <laughs> that ain't staying. <laughs> and that's so that will change. That will change quickly. Like within about a week, I would say that'll go down to 80 and then it'll probably end up at like 60 or something because of those early drafts. But um, it's so it's it's a weird season. But I last year we we almost had the tidal wave. And, and I say almost because the season ended early. Like I was in position to win four out of five what I would consider to be either high stakes or just high end leagues. And um, I don't know how you guys did out there, but like I ended up getting like I had like four studs on the bench just sort of waiting to like waltz into first place and a couple of these things. And had I known the league was ending, you know, sort of instantaneously, I probably play that a whole lot differently. And I, and I walk away with those wins easy. And um, I got like dinged with like a second and a third. So that bummed me out. But like all of our picks did really well last year. Um, you know, like say like 80% of them did really well last year. 
And that was probably the best year we've had in the last three, four years. Mm. Um, there was a big free agency. So um, we were prepared to, to, to have a tidal wave. Um, I think if we all got to the to the finals and sort of enjoyed the fruit or the fantasy playoffs or the end of the season, if we get to enjoy the fruit of that labor a little bit more, uh, I, I would have been more excited about it. But, you know, it was, it was good. And, you know, in terms of finances and, and everything, we like me personally doubling, tripling my my entry fees. That's that's great. That's you're, a, you're a little bit year. of a you're a little bit of a supervillain. You know that sort of embracing the chaos, the randomness and disorder of free agency and trades, because that does make it easier to find uh, misses well, the year before was a public year yeah nobody moved no, anywhere there was no movement and so like there were times where the adp play was you know the best play on the board because you know the public sort of just wrote it right down the middle and played things safe see and, that's and where a lot of i think that's where you were your most aggressive because you had to go you had to go grab some guys because there were too many dudes that were just you could just eyeball it right that was that was the year where you were like look i gotta i gotta get aggressive in here because otherwise everyone's gonna have the same team yeah we did fine that year i just um i like the chessboard to be you know like i think you tweeted is like it's not shaken or stirred or anything like that it's like you take the chessboard and just slam it all over the place yeah and, and that's, <laughs> that's what wrong we have pieces. you got mis- wrong pieces the whole total, thing i mean and it was funny i get asked about like COVID analysis and it's like Oh, like, what come on. They've all had, they've all had it. Let's be honest here. They're, almost all of them have probably had it. Well, yes. And, <laughs> and, and it's, I think it's hilarious that all of them probably to a man said, well, we're going to be, um, you know, we're going to be in, in the season here pretty soon and they're not going to let us do anything. So let's all go to every club we can get to in the next two weeks and just get it out of our system. Yeah. Which isn't really a good message. Not a but great that's message. Just no. the way. 24 27 year olds with tons of money and you know chance to go out every night we'll just put it like that you know that's that's what they do yeah i would i would love i would if they did a study on that and they could actually trace it i would say that that's like 90 percent from hookups <laughs> it's possible it's very possible not like not like the family backyard barbecue it's like you know there's probably like uh that that club in orlando you know that Lou Will loves. That's probably yeah, at the center. There you go. Had to get had to get those wings, oh, Lou. Just... Had to get those wings. All right, Brew. I'm gonna let you go because I know I know this was supposed to be a short one. Uh, normally, I berate you until you give me a sleeper. I'm gonna do that next time. You've been warned. So then I follow that by saying, "Hey, can we talk to you again soon?" <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually I would have a hard time picking to be honest. Yeah, we'll There's give you more time to think 15, on it. 15 or 20 that are on the top of my list that I just got to have. And and so I'll try to whittle that down. Maybe you'll get one out of me. The great Aaron Brewski, ladies and Maybe. gentlemen. We'll get one. We'll get we'll get one out of you next time around. At Aaron Brewski on Twitter. We'll talk to you in a few days. Later. Dare I say, in the many years we've been doing this podcast together, Brew and I used to do these shows all the time. We've Dialed it back a little bit here during the uh, the COVID shutdown. That's the I don't remember the last time he didn't sign off by saying "smell you later." Anyway, big thank you to the big dog El Arquitecto talking us through the Westbrook Wall trade a little bit on the methodology of the B one hundred and fifty and kind of how that's evolved over the years. Thought that'd be kind of fun for you guys to learn a little bit more about how the sausage was made. Next time, as promised, I will squeeze him for a sleeper pick. You have my word. 
Today was about theory. Today was about theory. Anyway, if you want to get your hands on the Brewski 150, it's in the Fantasy Pass now, $4.99 a month. That is a crazy low rate to have the B150, which, by the way, last couple of years, that's 30 bucks by itself. And it's in this, which is $4.99 a month for six months, which is, by the way, slightly less than $30 by a hair. But in addition to the early Brewski 150, which came out updated yesterday, Thursday, you also get the entire draft guide. Yes, you heard that correctly. The entire hoop ball draft guide, which has this, I mean, the amount of things that are in it are, are extraordinary. You've got team breakdowns. You've got positional analysis, minutes, projections, depth charts, the Roto Balance app, dynasty ranks, punting strategies, head-to-head strategies. Oh, I, dude, I love the depth charts so much. Can I, just, can I just talk about how much I love the depth charts? Those things have been so critical here with 5,000 roster moves over the span of 10 business days. So you get the B-150, you get the draft guide, you get our DFS pass, which fires up in the preseason, so that's just a couple weeks away, and will include all sports. DFS, these guys will be doing all sports year-round now. So you can keep that fantasy pass rolling year-round. And all in-season tools for your premium team. So all our in-season premium articles, all of our actual numerical, the math tools on the website, all that stuff is in the Fantasy Pass for $4.99 a month. And the simple fact is someone in your league probably has the Brewski 150, so you're kind of starting behind if you don't get one. Go to hoop-ball.com, click on the Fantasy Pass advertisement. It's right under the main media wall. It says Fantasy Pass in purple and black. Get it today. Get it today. You'll thank me later. The Brucey 150 by itself is worth the price of admission, so uh, check that out. Um, I don't know that I did a normal intro to the show. I'm Dan Vespers. Thanks so much for listening. Everybody, these, these shows now running up to the season, these are my favorite ones to do all season long. It's when everybody's coming out of the woodwork. We're having a wingding. We're bringing on guests now, including you know, Brew Today, who's one of the great luminaries of the fantasy world. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. I handle a lot of my business on social media, so definitely give me a follow over there. If it's hard to spell, just Google search Dan from Hoopball. It, uh, the, Twitter, the Twitter page is like the second or third option down the board, Dan from Hoopball, or spell it Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. As I've done each of the last few days on this podcast, I do want to make sure I slip in quickly here a couple of HoopBall-related promos that are not paid stuff, meaning, number one, HoopBall leagues are all but full. And in fact, if you're listening to this podcast on Sunday, they probably are full. But it's worth checking. You know, we'll put you on a wait list. If somebody doesn't cash in on their, their seat that we gave them, we will begin to take people off the waiting list at that point. And... If we get 12 people on the waiting list that all want the same kind of league, we'll just open up another one. So right now, we're just not opening any new ones for the time being. We are filling up the ones we have, and there very much are just a couple spots left. I think we have one or two maybe Roto Cash spots, uh, two or three Roto Free slots. At the time of me recording this, by the time, by the way, by the time you guys listen to this, they might all be full. The Cash Edit Leagues, I think, have two, maybe three slots left, people that didn't take the, the, the join keys that we gave them. And then Head to Head Free uh, Leagues are all full right now. So we need a bunch of waitlisters if we're going to open up a new one of those. But again, hit us up. If you want to be in any of these leagues, hit us up. Right now, if you actually want to guarantee you're in one that's going, 
hit us up quick. That's me and my buddy Andre. Um, get me on Twitter at Dan Bespers or email teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. And those same two locations, my Twitter feed, Dan Bespers, or the email address teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com, hoop-ball.com. Again, you don't write the word dash out. It's it's the actual hyphen. Teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. We're recruiting. Want to learn how to write blurbs? Can you write and you want to learn how to write for sports? That's the way to go. Hit us up. Uh, we need fantasy writers. We need team podcasters. You want to start a team podcast and you think you can handle it? It's a beat. We expect a lot out of you guys, but these contributorships are open. Uh, we also are looking for DFSers, great in basketball or any sport, maybe multiple sports. And if you want to be a part of our gambling team, the guys over at Hoopball Gaming, we are expanding there as well. And if you're looking to make a buck, our sales division, hit me up again. Any of those things, Hoopball Leagues, recruiting, whatever you got, bug me. This is the time of year. This is when we are growing the most. This is when we're doing the most addition to hoopball. So now is the time. If you've ever thought about jumping onto the other side of that curtain, this is it. I want to get into uh, some less theoretical fantasy stuff on today's podcast as well. So I scoured things. We had a couple of good questions that came in on Twitter, but we'll save those for, uh, for next week most likely. And so today, someone pointed out to me, and I forget who it was. It was a good... I, I, forget the the Twitter handle, um, but this person deserves some plaudits. And uh, it was pointed out to me that the Yahoo projections, meaning what they referred to in the past as O-rank or X-rank, and now it just says preseason rank, the Yahoo built-in projections, which I believe are at least partially provided uh, by Yahoo experts and by RotoWorld experts, don't currently line up with their ADPs. So, a lot of the drafts that were done on Yahoo, at least in the early going here, were, were done by folks. And look, let's be honest. People doing drafts three, four, five weeks before the season starts pretty much any time are probably your lunatic diehards. I'm a lunatic diehard who likes to do a draft at the last possible second to avoid any freak injury stuff. But there really aren't any... I'm thinking of the right way to phrase it. If you're looking at people doing a draft five weeks before the season, it's like 99% diehards. If you're looking at people doing a draft right before the season, it's not all public. You have a mix, but clearly the percentage shifts in the public's favor. So most of our early ADP data on Yahoo was done before a lot of the crazy free agency stuff, before some of the injury news came out, before some of the big trades broke, and before Yahoo had put together their own projections. So they weren't steering the data as much as you will see they do as draft season continues. So what we're going to do starting today, and we'll finish it up at some point next week, I also want to make sure we do the last two teams, uh, last two divisions, I should say, in our spin around the NBA next week. What we're doing today is we're actually going to look at the Yahoo projections now because uh, I, I think it's probably also worth comparing those projections to what the person's ADP is and how that may create some movement in the average draft position of the player. Uh, and I think we can learn something about how Yahoo is, is grading folks, how people are going to be drafting based on what they see in their draft window, and what direction we expect guys to move. So let's start at the top, and this remains relatively easy, but this is going to be mostly comparative analysis now between ADP and Yahoo projection ranks. Hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, when I'm saying it right now, it will as we start to go through it. So for instance... Last Friday, we told you guys that, uh, obviously, James Harden was number one. 
in Yahoo ADP. He's also number one on Yahoo's projection board. Anthony Davis also matches up, but already we have Splitsky here. Yahoo's projections have Carl Anthony Towns as third in their preseason rank board, and the ADPs had Steph Curry third. So sharp folks were going early on Steph compared to what Yahoo had rolled out. And from here, it's all over the board. Luka Doncic, Yahoo has him fourth. ADP was Carl Anthony Towns at four. Luka was down uh, at number eight in ADP. Steph Curry was number five in their projections. We already talked about his third ADP position elsewhere. Dame, uh, we finally have one that's getting close to lining up now. Dame is six in projected and five in ADP. Jokic right behind Dame. So those two line up, as does Giannis Antetokounmpo. So there's a run there. Dame, Jokic, Giannis. The same order in projections as in ADPs, which you can probably safely assume they're not going to move around all that much. Trey Young, uh, right after Giannis in the projections, he was behind Luka in the ADP information. Then Jason Tatum, that lines up. LeBron James, that lines up. Uh, Kevin Durant in the projections over on the ADP board. It's Kawhi Leonard. So I think this, you know, this is a hard way to follow it. What I'd like to do here, at least, we'll go through this, this kind of this chunks five to ten at a time quickly on today's show because I don't think. You know, we just spent the last week breaking down each of these guys and where I thought they might be. This is really more, today's exercise is less about analyzing each projection than it is about comparing them, the expectation of where they might end up. So what did we see here in the first round? Well, we saw that the projections on Luka are higher than his current ADP, which leads me to believe he's probably going to start to go a little bit sooner. His ADP right now is 8.3. Wouldn't be at all surprised to see that number get smaller because again yahoo's pre-rank at four is going to steer people what about kevin durant Eh, i mean he's close enough to his adp where i don't think it's going to move it all that much john collins right behind him devin booker is 14 in yahoo's projections his adp is 19.1 so he's another guy that i think will probably move earlier over the course of draft season Kawhi Leonard might start to go lower. His projection is 15. Uh, I don't know if they have... Yeah, they have him listed at 57 as projected games for Kawhi. I think he actually probably goes a tiny bit higher than that. No, excuse me. That was his number from last year. 57 was his number from last season. Um, Presumably, they have some of this stuff built in um, when you're talking about pre-ranks, but at the same time, it's not not a, a foolproof set. Uh, they've got Kawhi at, uh, I think they have him graded at 61 games for this year. Excuse me. So now we've got that uh, that number lined up. So that's an interesting thing. Like, you know, they have Jokic at 70. And of all these early guys, he is he's the highest in the top 25 in games played. They have Anthony Davis at 64. I actually have him a little bit lower than that, for whatever that's worth. Anyway, point of this is, Kawhi at 15. If, if Kawhi plays 61 games, he'll be better than 15. There's almost no question about that. So that means they likely have his per-game stuff too low. His ADP is 12.5, so you might actually see him go a little bit later. Bradley Beal was 16. That'll probably get adjusted down with the Russell Westbrook trade. Paul George at 17. Those line up. Uh, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, all that stuff. DeAndre Ayton, all of these basically line up until you get to... um, 
Let's see, Russell Westbrook, I guess, would be one. They've got him at 24. No, his ADP is at 22.6, so that's relatively uh, lined up as well. Um, Zion projected at 23 in Yahoo. I'm going to kindly pass on that projection, although he is being drafted at 24, so it lines up again. Kyrie Irving at 22. Uh, his ADP is 25. So most of the stuff, Donovan Mitchell, by the way, projected at 25. His ADP is currently 29. So he'll probably move a little bit sooner. So right now, of the first 25, the Yahoo ADPs and the Yahoo projections are relatively close. One of the big exceptions, there's, I, I would venture to say, kind of two, maybe two and a half, Luka Doncic who is projected higher, significantly higher, I believe, than his ADP. ADP of 8 projected at 4, which doesn't feel like a lot, but that's a big deal in the first round. Does he start to move into that first clump even in 9-category drafts? I don't, I don't know. I don't think he will in 9-cat, but it's, it's a distinct possibility, and he probably does start to slide that way just because you know he'll go earlier in 8-cat drafts, and if Yahoo has him this high in 9 as well, th- there's no reason why that wouldn't follow. Uh, Devin Booker, he's well ahead of his ADP, Yahoo's numbers, so he'll probably slide a bit earlier. Donovan Mitchell might very well slide a little bit earlier. They have him projected very high, likely because he's expected to play 69 games this year. That's a big deal. What do they have Luka at? They have Luka at 64, and he's still number four? Yeah, I don't, not in nine, Cat. I don't, I don't think I'm on board with that one. So that's your top 25. It's not uh, its not too terribly far off what the, the numbers actually suggest. Here's an interesting one. They've got Kemba Walker at number 26, although they do have him at 54 games played. So there's a, there's a cognitive disconnect happening here where that's maybe driving his needlessly high ADP. If you're in a league with smart people, don't expect Kemba Walker, Walker to go off at 26 or 27. That AP, ADP is just wrong. It's, it's going to get adjusted down at some point, and even if it doesn't, there are going to be enough smart people in your league where he's going to get passed over for a little bit. Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, those all line up pretty tight. Rudy Gobert, uh, right around 29. John Morant at 30. Jamal Murray at 31. That's an interesting one. Jamal Murray is a ADP of 45 right now, so that will probably go earlier. There you go. We got one. You got one. Zach Levine, 32 projected, ADP of 42. That will probably start to slide earlier. Vooch, projected 33. His ADP is 30. So right now, it doesn't look like anything's actually pulling him in the positive direction. Shea, 34 and 34. That's a dead heat. Darren Fox at 35. His ADP is 44, so he could go earlier. Chris Paul, pretty much right on the money. Pascal Siakam, same story. Freddie Van Fleet, projected at 38. And he's not going until 48 in drafts right now. So he'll begin to go earlier. Uh, as I believe will Brandon Ingram, who was really high and then dropped precipitously. But Yahoo has him projected at 39, even though his ADP is 53. So he will probably start to go earlier as well. Yusuf Nurkic, that's actually relatively close to on the money. Um, he's going at 42. He's projected at 40. Chris Middleton. Same general story. Kristaps Porzingis, kind of the same story as well. Draymond Green projected at 43. So he might continue to go earlier and earlier and earlier, and he has exhausted his value in my estimation at that point. Same deal with Jalen Brown, who's listed at, at projected at 44, and his current ADP is 68. 
So that'll pull him earlier. D'Angelo Russell, uh, 45. That's actually pretty close to where he's going right now. Um, I think he's at 49-ish, 49 or 50. CJ McCollum, well, Yahoo has him oddly early. They have him playing 69 games, so that's likely why. Uh, McCollum, I don't think, is going to go earlier. I know that he's projected his pre-rank as 46, but I think uh, a lot of folks are going to be looking at his numbers. They're going to be looking at the year-over-year stuff, and he probably will go in the 50s. Mitchell Robinson at 47. Andre Drummond at 48. So uh, his ADP right now is 39, so he's probably falling. Kyle Lowry's ADP is 49, so he's falling. And John Wall is at 50, although it's hard to know if that was pre- or post-Russell uh, Westbrook trade. Uh, quickly here, before we do the last, uh, let's see, can we get to another, like, 75 of these on today's show? Well, we'll see. Quickly want to remind you guys that we can head on over to manscaped.com, use promo code HOOPBALL20, get yourself a lawnmower 3.0, a weed whacker 2.0, shears, the shears, the nail kit, you got powders, baby powder, lotions, all sorts of stuff to keep your various shaved regions comfortable, boxers, t-shirts, shaving mats, mints, you want manscaped mints? They go in your mouth, people. Anyway, Hoopball 20, 20% off free shipping over at manscaped.com. And of course, please do check out our buddies at mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, they pay. I want you guys to know something. I put $300 in my account, in one account that I opened, and I've done nothing in that account besides promo stuff at mybookie, and that's now a $720 account. Honest to goodness, that's the account. I haven't made any actual sports wagers. I was just curious what would happen if I had an account that was exclusively playing promos. Did I have the patience to do it? In another account, I didn't. Uh, and that one fluctuates, goes up a little, a little down, a little up, a little down. It ends up, you know, up 20, 30, 40 bucks or whatever because I don't bet very big. Uh, but on the promo stuff, 300 bucks has become 720. Never sweating, never batting an eye at it. So that's $420 of free bucks. Start of college football, start of uh, pro football, and then Thanksgiving week. Those are the three promos I've done in that account, and it's up $420. Join my bookie now with promo code HOOPBALL at sign up and do that with us. I mean, seriously, if you had done those, if you had listened to me back in August and signed up with promo code HOOPBALL and put in 200 bucks, probably would have all you you'd needed. I had a bunch of money tied up in, in some election wagers in one account, so I had to put a little extra in there. Those won too, by the way. Um, you'd have made more than enough to get yourself a Hoopball 360 pass and just own it all year long. And, and it'll pay for itself with our wagering information, Brewski 150, all that stuff. For sure you've made more than enough to get a fantasy pass at $4.99, but whatever. Just do it now. Stop missing out on these promos. Stop missing out on these amazing wagers we've got. It's mybookie.ag. Promo code is Hoopball. Uh, let, let's again, let's try to move pretty quick here because, th- again, this is really more of a lightning round exercise to just see where guys are moving. Buddy Heald, um, he's projected at 51, and I legitimately can't find him in the Yahoo 80. Oh, he's 51. All right, so that one's right on the money. Lonzo Ball, uh, yeah, that's pretty close. Demonis Sabonis is relatively close. Jonas Valanciunas is, uh, is projected at 54. His ADP is at 70 right now, so I'm a little worried he ends up starting to go a tiny bit sooner. I hope that that's not the case. TJ Warren... ADP of 61, ranked at 55. That's not far. At this point, like, if you're within five or six, it's not going to really change. Uh, Who do we got next on the board? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, that one won't change very much. Andrew Wiggins is projected at 57. 
There's a durability thing going on there. Um, his ADP is 78, so he'll probably start to go earlier. Clint Capella is right on the nose. Jaron Jackson Jr. is injured, so who gives a crap? Kelly Oubre at uh, 60. That's within six of his number. Ricky Rubio is... I've lost sight of Ricky Rubio here. Where the hell did you go? Oh, ADP of 79, projected at 61. That'll likely move. Christian Wood, right on the money. Tobias Harris, right on the money. DeJounte Murray, ADP of 76, projected 64. That could go a little sooner. Kobe White, projected at 65. And he's going, I think, in the 80s or 90s right now, or later. Have I forgotten? Yeah, he's going even later than that. So that dude is a guy on the move. Just seeing that all by itself is all you need to know to know that Kobe White is going to start going earlier. Not Derek White. I promise you I'm not getting this wrong. This is Kobe White, whose ADP is 106. Yahoo's got him projected at 65. So look out for that dude. He's on the move. Tyler Hero at 66. That's another guy who's on the move. His ADP is 90 right now. Aaron Gordon at 67. Another guy on the move. His ADP is 80. Maybe not quite as much. Hassan Whiteside, relatively close. Julius Randle, um, ADP of 89. Pre-rank around 70, so that'll probably move a little bit. Maybe not a ton. Miles Turner is projected lower. I love when we find these ones. Uh, Miles Turner is one of the most predictable assets right now. By the way, he got adjusted down. We were talking about him being drafted like around 60. His ADP is now 69, so he's falling and Yahoo's probably at least partially responsible for that. Danilo Gallinari, his projected is lower than his ADP, so he'll probably peter out a little bit. Karis LeVert at 72. Someone please explain to me how this dude has any fantasy game next to Kyrie and KD. This is 100% banking on someone getting moved. Brandon Clark, ADP of 94, projected 73. DeMar DeRozan, projected 74 after number 35 last year. He's, he's on the way down. Awesome. Postpone your draft. Get DeMar DeRozan in the 70s. Cool. Eric Bledsoe at 75. That one's relatively tight. And we now go into our last grouping of 25 on today's show. I hope you guys are getting something out of this because, you know, you can mark these down as I'm going through. I know it's a little bit quick to, to try to make heads or tails of it. But this is why we watch all of the information. We're going we're gonna to know where guys are headed. This will be a more important exercise right before your draft, okay? The reason I say that, and this is theoretical before we do our last 25, the reason I say that is because if your draft is coming up in one or two days and you see that Yahoo's projections have uh, deviated from a player's ADP, you can have a pretty good idea that, you know, if you were banking on trying to get, like, who did we just talk about? We just talked about, uh, like, Kobe White, who is not someone I'm targeting, but you can't expect him to go 103. If you had your draft tomorrow, you should know Yahoo's going to artificially inflate his number because of their pre-rank. And this will all change depending on when you have your draft. This will all change. What I'm talking about today won't be relevant in a week, but it's important for you to do the... Look, we're doing this exercise in 25 minutes. You can do it in less than that if you're not talking it through on a podcast. All I'm saying is go in there, compare the projections to the ADPs that you've probably been building off of and just understand where a guy is actually going to end up going in your Yahoo draft, where it's going to really be as opposed, as opposed to where it looks like it's going to be. So let's quickly here blitz through the last 25 on today's show and then we'll take a break until Monday where we'll start talking to some of the pros 
Get some mock mock draft results going on this podcast. We'll also finish up the last two divisions in our spin uh, post-free agency that we kind of put on hold here when Yahoo put out all of their numbers. Rashawn Holmes is number 76 on the projections board. He is number 74 by ADP, so that's pretty close. Larry Markinen, pretty close. Rob Covington, 78. That's brutally low. I I am not on board with that. They they have his steals and blocks pretty high uh, or decent enough. They just, I, I don't know. It's like they've decided, they've got him up almost to like 1.6, 1.7 turnovers a game. That ain't happening with Covington. Uh, I, I, I don't know why he's this low. That's wrong. There it is. There you go. That's my assessment. That's wrong. Victor Oladipo, at, uh, that's a pretty close match. Derek White is his ADP is 98. He's getting drafted at 70, or his projection is 80, so that could move a little bit sooner. Wendell Carter Jr., that's tight. Steven Adams, his number is relatively tight as well. Blake Griffin, um, yeah, actually not that far off either. Malcolm Brogdon, same story. Obi Toppin, we've already talked about rookies. The hell with them, to quote the great Bob Euchre in Major League. Kevin Love, uh, 86. Gordon Hayward, projected at 87. The Gordon Hayward hatred on Yahoo is strong. I'm not on board with that. He's going to be better than that. And, by the way, uh, Gordon Hayward's ADP is 68, so this is good news. He's likely to slip farther if you were plotting your draft out. Anthony Edwards uh, projected at 88, but I don't care. Davis Bertans at 89. That's, uh, I believe that's later than he's getting drafted. Now i got to double-check. Bertans I've, I've lost track of here on our ADP sheet. Where are you, Davis? Are you going after 100? Yeah, Davis is going after 100, so he might start to go a little earlier. Thomas Bryant uh, projected to 90, pre-ranked to 90, so that's close. Michael Porter Jr., his projections are a little earlier than his ADP, but not by a lot. So uh, probably not going to make a massive forward leap. Mike Conley, he's actually uh, projected lower than his ADP, which is fine. I think these projections are actually probably closer to his real number. Devontae Graham at 93, he's a risk I'm not willing to take. Marcus Smart projected at 94. So there's our answer as to why Smart is going so damn late in drafts right now. That's a, oh man, that is, again, that is the layup to end all layups this year. 94? What, really, what, what are we talking about here at this point? Markel Fultz at 95, so he might go a little bit earlier than his, uh, his ADP right now. Dennis Schroeder at 96, so he might go a little sooner, but I don't know if it'll be that big of a jump. OG Ananobi. Um, his ADP is, is 72. And his projection is 97, so he'll slip. Kevin Herter, pretty tight. Mikel Bridges, projected 99 ADP earlier than that. So he's likely going to fall. His ADP is 78 right now. And Al Horford, projected at 100. Projected at 61 games. We talked about that on yesterday's show. He's not going to play all 72. Uh, Frankly, he's not going to get all that close to 72. But uh, Big Al is going late, and he will likely continue to go late. There's a very easy pick in your nine category roto leagues i hope that was interesting for you guys again i wanted to move pretty quick through it because i didn't i didn't want to go through and do analysis on every player again if you want to hear our analysis on the top you know 120 some odd with some extra dudes mixed in we did that last friday through yesterday thursday uh, over the span of five shows i'm going to do that all in one show today but this was an exercise just to show you guys yahoo's projections yahoo's adps they don't always line up and one, and they tell a story as a combination of information. 
So that's one. You know, ADP is one thing. Projections is another. Again, this is all about understanding what your opponents are looking at when they're drafting and, and where the draft board is headed on a week-to-week basis. Third thing is what we're embarking upon next week, and that's mock drafts and analyzing results of mock drafts, especially over time. We're going to analyze a mock draft that took place this week. Uh, it would be three days ago on December the 1st. It's also important to continue to look at mock draft results, and we'll, and we'll do that. We'll mix those in over the next couple of weeks, get ourselves ready for our respective draft days. You want to see where guys are moving in mock drafts. You want to do mock drafts, and I'll, I'll go into this in a bit more detail on Monday's show, but mock draft theory is more important even than the, the results that you're looking at because if you don't understand how to interpret the results you're looking at, it's no, they're, they're of no use I don't even do mocks myself anymore. I just look at the results of others. That's what I want to know. I don't want to know where I'm taking guys. I know where I'm taking guys. I know. I want to know where everybody else, what everybody else is doing. That's how I make my optimum draft order. Okay, we're at a clean hour. This was a long one, but you know what? It's a weekend show. You guys had time, right? Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Thank you once again to the great Aaron Bruski at Aaron Bruski on Twitter. I am Dan Bespris at Dan Bespris on Twitter. And if you've been enjoying these pods, if you're relatively new to the show, please take a moment to drop a five-star review on the podcast on iTunes or the podcast app on your Apple-branded mobile device. Once again, you can find me by Google searching Dan from Hoopball, emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. If you want to get one of our last league spots, if you want to work for us here at the Hoob, or... If you have questions about the Fantasy Pass or any of our other products, you can hit me with those as well. Fantasy Pass, once again, $4.99 a month. Get one now and don't get left behind. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mocks begin on Monday. Be well. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.